I'm James Brian Smith. Welcome to the Things Above podcast. If you missed the pod episode or this is your first time listening, this is a podcast for what we call Mind Discipleship. It's a podcast for those who want to set their minds on things above. That's where the name of the podcast comes from, from Colossians 3, 1 and 2, where Paul encourages us to set our minds on things above. Setting our minds on good, beautiful, and true thoughts, on uplifting, encouraging, life-giving, biblically-based thoughts from above is not easy. And that is why we do this podcast, to provide for you in each episode a thought from above that you can dwell upon so that your heart will be warmed and you will become an epiphany of grace. Welcome back to the Things Above podcast. This is season five. Can you believe it? We are on our fifth season of the Things Above podcast. We took a little summer break, as we have every year, but now we're back for another season. I am excited about this season. I'm excited about the guests that we're going to be having on. And as we have in the previous four seasons, we'll be offering three episodes each month. Two of them will be just me solo, and one will be with a guest, and those come out every Wednesday. And if you subscribe, you're going to get them automatically. And as usual, I'm going to do my best to help you in every episode set your minds and hearts on things above. In the last episode of last season, I talked about how we are, all of us, saints, how we've been dedicated, set apart. I use the analogy of when, for example, a candle stand was placed in the temple. That candle stand that was made for normal use was now set apart for something special, something sacred. That's exactly what Paul has in mind when he talks about us being saints. We've been set apart for another kind of life, a life lived where our minds and hearts are set on things above because we're now connected to the strong and unshakable kingdom of God. Another of Paul's emphases is that we are qualified. We have all been qualified. Let me explain what that means, because it's a very interesting word, and Paul uses it in Colossians 1. And I'm going to start with a story, because stories help me understand things. So many of you know, because I've said several times on this podcast, that I am a Denver Broncos fan. I grew up in Denver. Don't fault me if that's not your team. It's just I grew up watching the Broncos as a little kid, and they're my favorite team. And here's what's also interesting. My son, Jacob, who is the producer of this podcast, is also a Denver Broncos fan. So I want to set that up for this story. So last fall, I was invited to speak at a church down in Tulsa. And while I was there, I met one of the pastors on staff, and she had us over to dinner with she and her family. And when I say we, that's me and my son, Jacob. And we talked about our sports teams, and she learned that Jacob and I are big Denver Bronco fans. So a few weeks later, after we'd returned home, I get a text from her. Her name is Stephanie. And she said, hey, I was wondering if you and Jacob would want to go see the Denver Broncos play the Dallas Cowboys. And I thought, well, okay. And then she said this in her text, my dad might have some extra tickets. And I'm thinking, okay, well, here's the truth, folks. For the last several years, the Denver Broncos have not been very good. 
So I'm thinking, do I really want to drive all the way to Dallas and sit in seats? I don't know where they are. I don't know how much they cost to watch the Broncos lose. So my first inclination was to say, "Ah, I think we'll pass. But I texted my son, Jacob. I said, hey, what do you think about this? And he said, let's go. Well, it's a good thing we did because here's why. After I said to Stephanie, yes, we would love to do that, she then said in her next text, oh, that's great. You can join my dad in his luxury box. Okay, wait a minute. That tells me a few things. These are pretty good seats because, you know, it's in a luxury suite. And that probably means it's free because people who invite you to their luxury box usually don't charge you. So I'm thinking, wow, free and great seats. Then I get a text later in the day, and she said, well, if you don't want to drive all the way to Dallas, you can just drive to Tulsa and fly with my dad on his jet. Now I'm thinking, okay, Stephanie, you could have led with some of this. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm thinking, wow, uh, this is really, this is changing things. So we said, absolutely. When, when are wheels up? So we drive to Tulsa and we're there and we get on this airplane. Now, we join Stephanie's dad, a lovely man, and we land in Dallas at this airport. We're picked up by this big van that drives us straight to the stadium where we don't have to stand in any lines. We walk straight in, go to an elevator, go up to this luxury box, and there we are, free food and drink. And I'm thinking, I don't care if the Broncos win or lose. This is a wonderful day. Well, to make things better, then this was really rare. For some reason, the Broncos were amazing that day. They won that game 30-6. to six. So it was amazing for us to experience that together. Now, why am I telling you this story? Well, because here's something interesting about that whole story. The truth is, the only reason we were able to do all of that was because of who we were with. Because we'd been invited And we were with this person who had invited us. We were, in a sense, qualified. There's that word. Why were we able to get on that plane, to get onto that van? Why were we able to walk into that place? Because of who we were with. Now, remember, I explained in the last episode, before the season ended, that we have been set apart. We are saints. We've been dedicated. And now, Paul wants to tell us, in Colossians 1.12, he said, God has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Colossians 1.12-14. There's that word. God has qualified us to share in this inheritance. All of these things. So he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness, this domain of darkness. That's the world that we live in. We, by virtue of what Christ has done for us, have been rescued and then transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son. Boy, I love that phrase. Transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son. It's this image that we have been set apart for this. And then it says, in whom we have redemption. Redemption is a really important word because. It was a word used when you paid for a slave to be free, 
In other words, you bought their freedom. That's what redemption means. And so what he's saying is we were under the dominion of this darkness, of this other realm. Now we've been rescued, transferred, and we were slaves, but now we've been set free. That's what redemption means. And then he adds the forgiveness of sins. In other words, we're no longer under the law. We're no longer captive to this this kind of slavery to try to keep rules in order to obtain God's love. It's happened to us. We are now qualified. It's such a beautiful word. Because here's the thing, and Paul knows this, nobody's worthy of being qualified. No one of us are worthy of that. We, we can't earn it. That's the nature of it. We can't merit it. And so when Paul is saying that we have been now qualified, what is he saying we're qualified for? You and me. We're qualified for a new covenant life and ministry. Okay, now wait, you may be saying, all right, Jim, look, I'm not in ministry. That's not, that's not what I do vocationally. I don't mean that. By virtue of your baptism, every Christian is in ministry. In other words, we are working alongside God to give glory to God in everything that we do. And we're now qualified to do that. That's what Paul means. So when he's referring to us being qualified, dedicated, qualified, this inheritance, the kingdom, all of these terms were terms that Paul understood were used for the people of Israel. And it harkens back to the Exodus. If you know the big biblical story, the people of God were held captive. And the story of the Exodus is when they were set free, that God had elected this group of people, the people of Israel, and said, these are my people. And Paul knows that God is at work in a new kind of exodus. That's what's happening now. That's what he's trying to explain to the Christians at Colossae. He's saying, folks, you are a part of a new exodus. The expansion of Israel is now including the Gentiles. All of us are now part of this new dedication, this new qualification. So the Colossians have been qualified by the Father for this inheritance rescued from the darkness of this age, transferred into the kingdom of his beloved son, so that all of us now, living in this new covenant, are in a kind of ministry. Now, once again, you may say, wow, I I just cannot see myself involved in any kind of ministry. Well, I hearken back to a quote, and I first heard it from my sister, Vicki, but it's attributed to a lot of people. I'm going to give it to Max Licato because I think somewhere he actually wrote this. And here's the phrase I want you to, to reflect on. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That's the basic story. The big story is God chose this people of Israel. You think, why would he choose them? Why didn't he choose some more powerful nation? Well, it is now God works. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That's exactly what he did with Israel. They were a tribe of nomads. They had no power. They had no riches. They didn't have some fancy system of government. There was nothing really going from. They were truly unqualified, but God chose them. The same is true of the incarnation. God chose to be born in the simplest of ways. When you think about, well, God's going to become a human being and have a message to the world, 
if it was you and me coming up with a, a way to do that, we'd probably think, well, let's, let's put him into some royal family in some powerful nation. That's the way to do it. But what does God do? God says, no, it's going to be born in a, at a simple backwater place, Bethlehem, and then he's going to grow up in Nazareth. And people said, can anything good come from Nazareth? It was a nowhere kind of place. And he's born into a simple family in a blue-collar kind of world. No money, no power, no wealth, no education to speak of. And yet Jesus, of course, went through Hebrew school and so forth. But he himself was someone that you'd look and go, that guy's not qualified. Even people did say in Jesus' day, isn't he just the carpenter's son? How, how is he suddenly this great rabbi? So the incarnation talks about this kind of unqualified becoming qualified. And then think about the disciples. Every one of the disciples were Hebrew school dropouts, or worse, if you think about this. So every little boy back in Jesus' day, every Jewish boy would go to Hebrew school. And as long as they were at the very top of their class, they could go on to the next level. But if they weren't, they were let go. See, it just, it ended. And so that's why when you get to the upper levels, late teens and 20s, now suddenly those are only the best of the best of the best. Think Ivy League. You know, think some of those schools where only like 1% of the applicants get in. It's that kind of thing. So we know that his disciples, they were fishermen or tradesmen for the most part. They were dropouts of school. They were the unqualified, but Jesus chose them. I mean, it's, it's the story of the Bible, really. I've heard this quote before. It's not mine. So when I say this, just know I didn't come up with it. I don't know who did, but it's just a, a way to understand the people of the Bible. And it goes like this. Jacob was a cheater. Peter had a temper. David had an affair. Noah got drunk. Jonah ran from God. Paul was a murderer. Gideon was insecure. Miriam was a gossiper. Martha was a worrier. Thomas was a doubter. Sarah was impatient. Elijah was moody. Moses stuttered. Zacchaeus was short. Abraham was old. And Lazarus was dead. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. That's the way this works. When we hear a passage like Colossians 1, 12 to 14, and we discover this idea that we are qualified, that God has rescued and redeemed and transferred us, that we're now in living in this new covenant to be set apart to do work with God. We think, well, just not me. But that's the whole story of the Bible. We say, not me, but God says, yes, you. That's the way this works. Here's the point. Grace, God's grace, is opposed to earning. We cannot earn it. When God says, this is what I've done for you, it's a gift. But when we receive grace, we have to also say, grace is not opposed to effort. So when we discover the truth that God has chosen us, that should inspire effort on our part to say, wow, God wants me on this team. I mean, who am I? I'm not qualified. Yeah, but he's going to qualify those who are called. And that should inspire effort on our part. In other words, qualification, God's qualification, enables hard work on our part. So here's the question. To what might you be called?
I have a feeling that someone listening to this is being called to something. And you are at that point where you're saying, well, I just don't know. I don't know that I can do that. Remember that phrase. God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the called. But when we're called, we have to respond. We have to take that next step and say, with God's grace, I will do this because I have been called to do it. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I hope you join me next time. Until then, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at James Brian Smith. And you can learn more about this podcast. And if you'd like to donate to the Things Above podcast, you can do so on our website, apprenticeinstitute.org. Click the Donate Now button at the top of the page. It's really easy, and it would mean a lot to me. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend, and you can also subscribe, which means you're going to get them automatically each week. My hope, as always, is that one day if you're asked, what's on your mind? Your answer will be, things above 